1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Baskin and Phelps, 92-3 the fan. Game number one in the books for your Cavaliers. They lose last night to the Toronto Raptors by a final of 108-105. to um, lot to learn, a lot to grow on, and we'll figure out the rest of this. It was nice enough uh, for Joe Dumars, head of basketball operations from the NBA, to join us. If you missed any of that, make sure you go to the Odyssey app, or if you ever miss any part of the show, make sure you go to the Baskin and Phelps podcast, which you can also find on the Odyssey app, or you can check it out at
3: 923thefan.com. Did you hear that job interview when Joe went for that gig? Uh, yeah, uh, hey, Joe, part of this is you're going to have to like do interviews with like radio guys around the country from he time He was good. To time. I thought he was good. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> All right. I'll take the gig. He was good. I, I'm curious. Was, he was outstanding. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm
2: curious. I, and I was going to ask on the follow up Did I you don't... like
3: the comparison? Garland? And... Yeah, I thought it was good. That was interesting to hear him say that he thought the same thing.
2: Yeah. And that, I mean, he does have a pulse on the league. There's no question it about does. what he's seeing. And, and, you know, we talked about the parody in the league, too, which I think is, uh, it makes it interesting because I think every team, especially in the East, I, like, I think teams have a chance. Like, we don't walk into the – like it's refreshing, I think, as a Cavs fan to walk into a season, you know, in a non-LeBron year uh, to think that they actually have a chance to do something or do some damage or if they, you know, they catch lightning here towards the end of the season, that they could have a huge impact on who wins the NBA Finals this year. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but I do think that they're in a position to grow or tinker with this thing to try to figure out how to get to the next spot. I do feel, though – that compared to last year, they've gone back to more of a traditional type of win- of winning or trying to win in the NBA. Yeah, with the without having
3: yeah. the, the tri-towers, yeah. basically.
2: Which I, I loved last year. I just thought it made it unique. I mean, it was a reason to want to watch the
3: games. You know, you're like, oh. look, You're going to have to beat teams conventionally. Yeah, that's the right way to do you know? it. Yeah. I mean, we're beating you because we're better at playing the same kind of basketball as you.
2: Um, I was also surprised, especially when we're talking about some of the rule changes too. And if you want to hop in and tell us what you think of last night's game, we want to get to you here in just a second because I know I got a couple of folks on the line 216-578-0092 or on Twitter at cle talking heads. Um, the essentially, it sounds to me like the NBA wants that get back rule, right? Like they have in the NFL where they're like, you got to get back, get oh. back behind the line. Well,
3: those guys are so they're on, as Joe said, they're on the court. Yeah, I, and this, and I've always thought they sit too close anyway. And I've always thought the NBA. I understand why. We all understand why. Why are you selling tickets for people sitting baseline? Why are you sitting? Because they're great seats. Why are you sitting four feet from the sideline of the court by the press table? I mean, peop, who was it? Jason Day's wife, right? The golfer. Oh yeah. I mean, she, well, she was back a few rows she, too, and, wasn't Yeah, there, like... she got wiped out, man. She. I mean, people are going to get really hurt, and they do get really hurt. Well you saw- and I understand why you understand why. Yeah, go go call up on YouTube. I just started doing. It. Well, go ahead. What well, were you going to say? Call up on YouTube basketball from like the late '70s and early '80s, and see how far away from the court people sat. Now I know it's a huge revenue source, but honestly, I I think it, I think having so many people around the court affects the game a little bit because players can't go quite as hard because there are no bailout spots the only bailout spot is under the under bike like right by the basket standard you know and there's a little lane that goes out well what what if you're not right there you're gonna take somebody out you're gonna get hurt it's it's to me it's just rough but we all understand completely why those seats go for huge huge money yeah
2: I'm just looking through some of the the prices of these seats oh, it's and they were talking and... about what, like when Luca came, when Luca came to town, ticket prices soared from two hundred dollars in twenty eighteen all the way to eight thousand at American Airlines really? Center. yep, eight thousand
3: um, for those seats
2: l a baseline and New York. seats
3: are eight thousand yes, a game
2: uh listen to I mean, I''m no way. To yeah I'm telling you I'm reading this off of uh it's called a s dot com and the the story was written on July twelfth of this year. How much do courtside seats cost in NBA arenas? You want to guess about New York and l a Tell me. Uh, no matter how good or uh, bad the Lakers or Knicks are, Madison Square Garden and the now Crypto.com Arena are the most expensive courtside seats year in and year out. This year's, now this will be, this is because it's NBA Finals, but this year's NBA Finals courtside seats cost a pretty penny. The most expensive tickets in Boston went for 22000 before fees. If the NBA Finals went to a Game 7 in San Francisco, uh, Vivid had two t- seats right behind the scorer's table. Not even first row behind the scorer's table, over a hundred sixteen thousand to pay for those seats. So now you know why they're there. I mean, there's there's little doubt about that. I just, I wonder, and I I always wondered how long before the league would. I, I mean, if you're going to pay, let's just say you pay two thousand for those seats, right? Let's just
3: be. I remember many from. many years ago, at Staples Center, mm-hmm. I picked up a ticket stub baseline oh. from the area where Penny Marshall sat. Yeah, you know, Laverne from Laverne and Charlotte. Those seats were kind of in a league of their own, though. And and back then the the ticket price had like twenty two hundred dollars for one seat. It's crazy. Yeah, for it, one game, it and during the regular season. I mean, I, I love pro sports, but come on, man. I there's like that's, that, that's insane.
2: There's the guy that um that was at all the NBA finals games and still is keeps going. He was wore like a, a bolero tie. Is that right? The bolero ties that what they're called. Um, but, he, you know, he kind of had this, like, Western Arizona look to him. I don't know if that makes sense, his style. And he's, like, at every game. And you're like, who is this guy? And he showed up, and it didn't matter where he was. And you're like, man, that's a lot of money to be spending on NBA tickets, especially if it's not your team. Tom is in Elyria and wants to talk a little calves with us. Hi, Tom. How are you? Tom.
4: Morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Two things last night, my observations. Number one, anyone that – question the Donovan Mitchell trade, uh, I think they need to reevaluate. Uh, he was phenomenal last night. Even, even playing in a game, losing one of our stars, and having to deal with the defense that Toronto has a reputation for, which is my other subject. They obviously have built their team around defense, aggressiveness, rebounding, and aggressiveness. Their aggressiveness now, and it would comment was made a number of times last night, that they literally foul so often that the refs can't call it all the time because it would be calling a foul on every play. Uh, they're constantly body bumping and slapping on the arms, and and they've been taught to do that. Not their coach. This is his style. And unless the NBA gets it under control, it's going to get worse because we lost one of our stars last night because of that style of playing, constantly hands. Flipping them around, grabbing by the arms, slapping our guys. It was, I mean, that uh, it was
3: just kind of an inadvertent poke in the eye, Tom. That was an accident. Well, last night. I didn't know, think but that. But
4: inadvertent, that- inadvertent poke, aggressive, and allowing them to be too aggressive is the kind of result that you get labeled as inadvertent.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the phone call. Tom is in Illyria. I don't, I don't the know. The game was... is so
3: much less physical than it used to be. It's ridiculous.
2: I mean, we could ask Joe two about that. I mean, I don't think the game looks anything like it used to. Mm-mm. I mean, you think about you those bad boy teams. So much
3: less physical. It's ridiculous.
2: And remember, and then you would amp it up for the playoffs. Like we don't even see that anymore.
3: Remember how the playoffs used to be just a like you know? I mean, it was like roller derby. Guys are just jamming out of the pack, and you're throwing elbows and everything else. That doesn't happen anymore either. Remember, because Andy playoff basketball used to have a different feel to it. Remember, yeah, it was much. All more All of a sudden, physical. it's an eighty to seventy-seven game, and guys are getting beat up. It yeah. doesn't happen anymore. It's a beautiful game. I, I, basketball is a beautiful game, and I, I get what you're saying, Tom. You know, it, and it needs to be maybe officiated a little more cleanly. But these guys are huge. The court's not very big. There is an element of of physical play that will never be eliminated.
2: I'm going back here and I'm watching like I saw that play like three times last night and I like I don't remember once I, I don't know, I'm gonna go back and watch it one more time yeah he was going for the ball but I don't think I, I mean, did you think Trent jr was try I, I didn't think
3: it was no he's not no, trying I didn't to poke think it was dirty eye, it just happened
2: I, he was trying to be aggressive on defense going for a steal i I don't i I don't know I think that's just part of an you want to wear goggles, wear goggles moving forward then. I don't know. Maybe a guy breaks his finger on your on the plastic that you're wearing around your face. I just didn't think that that was – this is the first time I went back and watched it on the TSN feed, uh, which was on NBA TV. I, I don't know. I just – I watched that play again. I just – I mean, it was a guy just being happened, aggressive Andy. trying to get just an happened. inbounds pass. I, I don't know.
3: Stuff happens all I, the time.
2: I don't think that was dirty. All right, so, Jeff, you know, one game in, and I know we talked about this overreaction theater – into one game I mean what Chicago next and then Philly over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, for the home opener on Sunday so um, I, I don't know I'm still excited about the season it's a young team there's a lot of really cool things I you know Mobley early on in the game yesterday I thought was um, was hot and that was kind of fun to watch and you know they're going to get better as the season goes on but I just it, it's the instant transition and I don't know that 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 exists I, it takes time well, I don't care how many was preseason a, games or right, practices you have
3: it was a new team Right. Because let's let's be fair, Donovan Mitchell makes it a new team because he's the focal point, and Darius Garland wasn't there. So the rest of the guys aren't looking to Darius Garland in clutch situations. They're looking to a guy they've never played a real game with before. It, it'll take some time. To me, the entire question of this season, there, there are two things that, that really stick out to me. It's will they have enough shooting? I don't know the answer to that. If I had to bet, I say no. I think they need more shooting. I mean, name a name a guy on this team who is a flat out pure shooter, not named Garland. I'm looking. Okay, Donovan Mitchell is a is a scorer, and he's really good at it, and he's a really good player. I don't think he's. What do you think, Jetty is? I don't know, and I I don't think Donovan Mitchell is a a phenomenal shooter, and the NBA needs shooting. And if you have Donovan Mitchell, boy, if you could put a great shooter next to him, that really helps. Well, that could be Darius. But I'd love to see, and I love Karis LeVert. Shooting is not his game. He's also a scorer. And so that's interesting. Kevin Love, maybe. Kevin Love might be your shooter. But I, I think it needs shooting. They thought they needed shooting because they went out and drafted Ochai Baji, right? Right. Um, but And he, didn't, he barely played, by the way, in Utah last night. And Markkanen was a good shooter, really spaced the floor. So that's one thing they're missing. The other thing is this. Does Donovan Mitchell at the huge price tag take them from being really good and boost the team chemistry and everything about that to a level where they're a big-time team?
2: I'll tell you when we see it. At a
3: huge price tag. Yeah, well, I'll I'll,
2: I'll tell you when we see it. That's the whole thing because it's going to take time. Yeah. All right, we're going to make Jeff Thomas do it next. Baskin and
0: Phelps.